Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. Wicklow's historic jail stands in the centre of the township and today it is one of its major visitor attractions. But its history is filled with angry men of Irish rebellions and the starving faces of the local people. You could be put behind bars for life for stealing a sheep and more people were transported from the area of Wicklow than anywhere else in Ireland most of them ending up in Australia. Wicklow Jail has many ghosts that are seemingly serving an afterlife sentence as they have no intention of leaving anytime soon and encountering one of them can be a terrifying experience. We dive into the stories of these poor souls and find out why this jail saw so many prisoners condemned to never finding peace. Hi, my name is Anne. And I'm Renata. And we invite you to join in this episode of the True Hauntings podcast. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Welcome to the studio this week, Anne. Isn't it just fabulous to be in here tonight? Oh, we're doing another night time. You've already started yawning and it's not good. (laughs) It can go terribly wrong. You remember what happened the last time Mm -hmm. we did an evening one? Mm -hmm. Yep. We went to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. A poop in a paper bag. Oh, oh, oh. No, but we've scented, we've breathed. We did. I made you stop and do three deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And then I said, are you focused? And you glared at me. Yes, I did. (laughs) You're feeling a little bit um, discombobulated, are you, Renata? Yes, we're slightly overwhelmed. But we have had... A very generous offer, haven't we? Yes, we have. We've got somebody who wants to be our mother. Yes. 
can't believe she's actually offered. And she knows us now, so it's like, why did you offer? You know what we're like. So uh, we want to welcome Emmy, who has come on board as our PA and is hopefully going to organise our asses so that we can uh, be more effective in what we are doing because we do tend to spin and just run from thing to thing Mm -hmm. and um, she's already whipping our asses to get us organised isn't she (laughs) put those teeth in Renata she sure is is. I've seen things come up on my um, email that I've never seen before oh have you yeah you don't click on that like spreadsheets What's what the freaking hell? What's a, what's a what's spreadsheet? A spreadsheet. I thought that was something you did in a fresh clean sheets. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Roman's been trying to make me use spreadsheets for years, and I just keep going. Nah. It's yeah, easy. No. You just click this, and then you do control something else, and I'm going. Nah, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Give me a book and a pen and paper. I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to talk about something, and I haven't even run this past you yet. Oh, no. Um, I noticed that one of our friends on Facebook, and it's a lady, has been getting some absolutely horrendous posts from a male. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes. She's in America. Yes, she is an American lady, and she is very um, proactive in posting, and she is on TikTok. She's working her butt off she trying is. to get yeah. uh, her profile up there, and she she is very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I'm quite impressed with her mm-hmm. uh, level of expertise. And I think that's the threatening bit. Mm. And she's got this um, person who is a, a male mm-hmm. and keeps going to her, it's, it's not about you women, it's it's about the bro club. Yes. And he's like, hashtag bro club, I think it was. Yeah. And can't you see that the best shows on TV that are about paranormal investigating have men's yeah. teams? men's teams. Not yeah. women's you, teams. You women with your proactiveness, you've got no hope and yeah. it's the bro club. And he's just, he's not doing men a favour. No. At all. And uh, I think she's handling it quite gracefully. She's just declining to uh, get involved with it and ask the people that are uh, there on her page to not get involved with it and just blocks him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the trouble with trolls, huh? Yes. Yes. It's it. Look, this will always come up. Anyone who puts their themselves out there on social media will, at some point in time, be attacked. Yeah. Um, or be trolled, or be scammed, or um, just have negative comments. I mean, we were called a few names last <gasps> we week. We were, weren't we? Yes, we were. Oh, I love, we're getting t-shirts made actually. <laughs> The problem with people who want to troll us, it doesn't work because we actually embrace it. <laughs> we well, just have a t-shirt, mate. We, we had somebody who was quite religious come on to our tarot show and start uh, quoting Bible verses at us, and um, uh, we we thought it was hilarious. And I mean, it's no disrespect to anyone who you know, reads the Bible and all that sort of thing, but whoever it was had no concept of what they were quoting at us, mm. and um, uh, we we were. Uh, I think then, they phoned a friend. Friend, a friend. So you better come and help me here. I think that Put was something up. Was it Veronica? That was the friend. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we got called by this Veronica saying, "Oh, you think you won against the tarot destroyer, but in actual fact, they managed to distract you, and and you weren't able to give people your readings before because of it." And we've had a good laugh, and she called us. What was it? I keep forgetting. 
Elderly lesbians. Elder, elderly lesbians. So apparently two women can't be really good friends. Um, as soon as you're really good friends, that makes you a lesbian. So um, good on you, whoever that was. And we, I mean, it's none of people's business whether we are or not. We're both married, mm-hmm. but um, it's really <laughs> got nothing to do with anyone. But, then- uh, but the, the interesting thing is that the, that is thrown out as some sort of a, it's a derogatory term. And it's not. When there is somebody else that's quoting a Bible. Yes. So how does that work? Oh, no. If you're such a good Christian. They're godly. <laughs> They can do anything they like because Jesus will forgive their sins. Absolutely. (laughs) Before they die, you just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being a horrible person. Anyway, uh, and then we had um, in one of Isaac Butterfield's uh, TV shows that we've done with him, they called us the agents of the Antichrist. Yes. So we are getting T-shirts made up that says "Elderly, elderly lesbians, agents of the Antichrist. So it's going to be fabulous. I've already had people wanting some, so <laughs> I don't want it sounds them. Sounds like a band. It rock does. Band. It does. All right. Well, we'll just embrace that. We, I think we need to probably get on with the show, but this is a place we have been to. Oh yes, I've been twice. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the soundscape. Sinead, Anthony and the male team member sat around a table while the plasma lamp was placed in the middle. Our hands were placed palms flat down on the table with our small fingers touching one another, forming a circle connection. John Paul took over the night vision camera duties. Only after about a minute into the vigil, as we welcomed ourselves to the energies around, Anthony could feel his arms throbbing. He described urgency to his pulse rate. Twenty minutes had passed with minimal difference, but it would change suddenly. With our index fingers now placed on top of the plasma lamp as a sort of divination tool, we obliged by offering more encouragement. Anthony asked out, Were you a jailer? Paid money to look after people? Anthony suddenly felt a spark of energy surge up his arms. He quickly changed arms. The male team member, who was on the table beside him, jumped up, feeling a shock run through his legs. Suddenly, after 20 minutes of no orb activity, Anthony could sense a cold breeze enveloping around the table. Anthony called out, Did you go to a penal colony on a ship? A whispering voice could be heard replying back on the night vision camera. I was sold. Ten seconds later, Anthony felt a burning sensation on his right foot. We suspected that a child presence was trying to come through. As we debated and tried to identify the type of spirit, a growl could be heard. This was not noticed by any of the team and was only picked up on the night vision camera. It happened when the debate continued on to describing the presence being a lower, grounded spirit. A minute later, another voice could be heard coming through the night vision camera. It occurred when Anthony and the male team member on the seance table were discussing their connection of weight on the table. The voice could be heard saying, Drew, 
Yeah, true, in a whisper. Anthony called out, Was there acts, sexual acts, that shouldn't have happened in this building? Straight away, he felt a cold breeze. Sinead said that she could also feel it. A couple of seconds later, another voice was picked up on the night vision camera. It was unclear precisely the response, but it was a substantially different tone of voice to any of the team and guests who were talking. Well, that soundscape uh, was a little bit difficult to get through. Well, Pooh Bars will get to hear the uh, the outtakes on that one. But that was actually from a book. Now I've got to find the name of the book because it was on the other bit of paper. The Rising of Haunted Ireland. And it's uh, this team and they're sort of going through different uh, uh, places that they've investigated and, and writing out what happened to them so mm-hmm. it's almost like a case report right and i found this book because i've been searching high and low to try and find some good information i found it probably 10 minutes before you arrived mm-hmm. so i had to very quickly change my soundscape because i thought that was better than the one i had um i will read out the other soundscape for you guys later so you can hear it as well but um yeah i thought that was very interesting especially the um no orb activity mm-hmm was presented with a high display of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I will. we will be discussing I'm, the orbs I'm fascinated later. about what they were doing with the plasma ball. Oh, well, that, now, I was saying to you when uh, we were setting up, I said, I found some things in this report that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. I've got more. I'll report on more later on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Very interesting. But I, I know what they're doing because we have a plasma ball that we use for um, as an EMF pump because it does pump out a high field. Yes. Um and I think what they were doing is they're placing their fingers on it to see if spirit can change the flow or something like that. But I've seen people also use plasma balls just sitting in between them as they sit around in a seance and um, ask the spirit to make contact with the glass so that you would see that um, the plasma ball has like got lightning inside it. That's what it looks like. And when you touch the glass, the lightning comes up and touches your finger. Yes. So um, they're trying to get that to happen using the <clears throat> plasma ball. Mm. Maybe it's something we should try. Oh, why not? Let's do something new. (gasps) Now, so that was my story. Okay. What have you got for me? Right. So um, I, like you, have been looking around for quite some time to find some information that was going to be interesting. And really, I didn't find... Oh, like I found it a lot, yeah, but it wasn't terribly interesting. I actually found it really interesting. <laughs> I did find some interesting stuff very late this afternoon. Oh, you too, huh? Yes, yes. yes. It's like we find the gold because we just keep on digging and digging and digging. We were going to do this last week, but we just felt we didn't have enough good information. Yeah, but yeah. it was still too good to leave it. Yeah. And because we quite often will discard ones that we think there's not enough meat on the bone, so yes, to speak. Yes. So Wicklow Town and and County have a long history of invasion and settlement by different groups, just like the rest of Ireland. Yep. And the old Irish name for the town is Chilmontane, which means Church of St. Montaigne. And guess what Montaigne means? Mountain? No. What? Gap-toothed. (laughs) 
So oh, le- legend, yeah. Saint Gaptooth. Yes. Fabulous. So legend says that Montaigne was a follower of St. Patrick, whose boat was stoned by natives upon landing at the town to spread the Gospels. So they were stoned when they arrived? His teeth were knocked out, and so the church of the Gaptoothed one was born. Right, 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 oh, that's a, you know probably why their front teeth were knocked out. They probably got lockjaw with some sort of infection or something, mm. so they've had to knock their teeth out so they can eat. So the English version of the town's name harkens back to even further um, to its Viking origins, and Wicklow means either Viking Harbour or Viking Meadow in Old Norse. Oh. There's a bit of a difference there. There so, is. Yeah. I, I do like the Vikings. Huh? Mm. I've got a bit of Viking blood, I think, because when I did my DNA, it turned out I was uh, Irish, Scottish, um, uh, Welsh and Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that there was a raping and pillaging somewhere or somebody got married to somebody after a bit of a, a Viking expedition. Mm, possibly, yes. Yeah. And yes. Anne was born, blonde-haired and blue-eyed as a babe. Yeah, look you, at you now. I know. <laughs> I just got my hair done for my birthday because it's my birthday tomorrow. Mm. And my daughter gave me a makeover for my birthday. And it's um, quite dark at the base, but bright red um, bits through it and around the edge. I just love it. It's so me. It is. I'm going to hate it when the grey roots grow out, but, you know, I'll put up with it. Now, work commenced on the jail in 1702. Oh, boy, I squirreled, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and it was open shortly afterwards. Father Owen McPhee, who was a Catholic priest, was found guilty of saying Mass and he became the ver- first known inmate of Wicklow Prison. Oh, that was in Wicklow the 1700s, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. So Thomas Rives arrested Father McPhee and he was 72 years old and he was incarcerated in Wicklow Jail. Oh, the poor bugger. Uh, and while he was awaiting transportation to a British penal colony in America. We just love that word, penal, penal. colony. <laughs> After the 18th, That's my dolphin impression. <laughs> as the 18th century progressed, there were efforts to try and reform the awful conditions in Irish prisons, but they really didn't care. They couldn't care less about the poor people that were in the prisons. So hygiene and sanitation were pretty non-existent um, and all of the cells were pretty overcrowded. So um, some of the interesting information that I found out, and you mentioned a little bit of this in the calling um, that was done in your soundscape, because apparently... The jailer had a bit of force in um, the jails right. and he could be bribed with money. I bet he could. So uh, the prisoners depended on the jailer for food, for heat, for light, for bedding and all other comforts which were provided, of course, at a price. So most of the prisoners, except for the condemned men in the basement, were held in a large cell space which housed women, children Rapists, lunatics, highwaymen, footpads, thieves, robbers, burglars, untried murderers, rustlers, bad debtors, smugglers and villains of every hue and type altogether. What, even kiddies? Even kiddies. But they've got women in there with rapists? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mm. So those prisoners who had finished a sentence had to pay the jailer a gratuity or garnish to exit the jail. So even though they'd done their time, they couldn't get out unless they 
they greased his palm. They greased his palm, yep. And outlaws and escaped prisoners had a price on their heads and bounty hunters on their trail. It could only be hoped that the travelling hangman was efficient at his job or a slow, lingering death resulted. Yes, I heard about that, that the ones that were to be executed um, were almost grateful they were going to be executed, but they just hoped it was a, a good executioner. Yes, yep. So this um, information all came from one site, which I said I found this this afternoon, which I'll tell you what that site is, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of piqued my interest. Oh, you piqued it. Um, so I'll, I'll just keep going here. William Peters, according to folklore, was hanged for the sixth time in Wicklow what? Jail. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? How can you be ha- hanged, he was hanged six, six times? Oh, just wait. He was hanged. You'd think after the first time this one would learn. Like, <laughs> I got away with it, okay? I will not do this again. But he was hanged for the sixth time at Wicklow Jail, a notorious inter-county criminal. He bribed the hangmen who had the noose doctored, lined and stuffed. So he would then feign death by hanging and make a bid for freedom. So he faked it. He faked it. And he paid the hangmen to line the, the rope so that it couldn't hang them. Like it couldn't kill yeah, them. but sometimes the drop snaps your neck, so... Oh, I don't know. His Might career... Might be a bungee rope. You go in there and the, the body's going, yeah. I love this statement, though. His career came to a sudden end on the seventh occasion in Nass County, Kildare, when he came across a hangman he was unable to bribe. <gasps> it was reported to the grand jury of Wicklow in the early years of the 19th century that jailers were letting prisoners out to rob and murder about the county at night. What? And they would then return to the jail before dawn and would be well looked after for their troubles. Because they would <laughs> hand over some of the money to the jailers. Yes. The jailers, oh, my God, the Irish, I you know. are naughty. The jailers, involved, the jailers involved joined the criminals involved behind bars. Ooh. Mm. Wow. So the oldest convict to serve time at the jail was 100 years old and it was a woman, Ellen Doyle, and she was sentenced to hard labour for begging. Oh, darling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's horrible. The most famous prisoners included William Billy Byrne of Ballymanus. Would you want to say that again? Billy William Bur- Billy Byrne of William Bal- Billy Byrne <laughs> of Ballymanus. Well done. Uh, the 1798 rebel leader Napa Tandy co-founder of the Dublin Society of United Irishmen. It sounds like somebody who likes to have naps and then has a tantrum. Yeah. Napper Tandy. Now, jail prisoners started to fight each other for the privilege of cleaning his cell and making him tea. <laughs> you could, you could <laughs> oh, get a dear. cup of tea in jail. Yeah. And Erskine Childers, oh, yes. noted revolutionary and author of The Riddle of the Sands and father of an Irish president of the same name. Now, all this information came from um, a uh, site called um, wicklowheritage.org. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. So in 1785, the prison reformer Sir Jeremiah Patrick, M.D., visited Wicklow Jail and he said that it was very insecure and a bad prison. Oh, that's an understatement. The, the prison was insecure. Yeah. 
<clears throat> prison reform Ooh. acts were passed in both the 18th and 19th centuries, but prison reform was very slow to have anything done and to deal with the number of people sitting in prisons in England, Ireland and Wales from 1788 onwards. They decided that it was better and more convenient to start transporting the, the convicts out to Australia which they did. Mm. Um, and transportation of inmates from Wicklow Jail continued until 1856. Now, that's almost 70 years of transportation. That's that's a long time. It is a long... That's a lot of boats. It's a lot of men, a lot of people. And this was a one-way ticket. Yeah. You did not come back. No. Sometimes you didn't even get there. Yeah. Because... Uh, in those early days, trying to get to Australia was a mean feat in itself, mm. and often people starved or were hurt, yep. um, depending on you know what the um, what it was like yeah. while they travelled over there. What, whether the sea was cooperative or not, yep. it was a rough journey. Whether they were running out of water and food, mm -hmm. and these people did not know how to swim. So once you were over, that was that was done. See you later. Now, there was a failed rebellion in 1798 and large numbers of men left Ireland during this period um, to the British colonies. The rebellion was an insurrection launched by the United Irishmen, uh, which was an underground Republican society aimed at overthrowing the Kingdom of Ireland, severing the connection with Great Britain and establishing an Irish Republic based on the principles of the French Revolution. Well, that was a mouthful too. Yes, yeah, but this this was one of the main things about this particular jail that they had a lot of these men in mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. that um, the revolutionaries yeah hated anything to do with the British yeah. and uh, yeah. well after hearing some of the stories of what was done in those because um, we've got that beautiful picture of that tree um, where was that the uh, Muckross Abbey yes and we heard about the British coming over and slaughtering them all yes um, so no wonder they hated them mm. yeah it's mm. a takeover yeah. So later prisoners were transported for a variety of crimes ranging from stealing livestock to infanticide, as was the case with Eliza Davis, who was actually sentenced to death for her crime but had her sentence commuted. Now, infanticide is a crime by where the mother... Um, Kills her baby. There's with, no easy way yeah, to say no, it, Renata. No. Kills her baby within the first year of its birth, of yeah. its life. Very sad. Yeah. And that would be postpartum depression. Yeah. And or wouldn't the, even be recognised. Yeah. Or this sense of... Um, I don't want my child coming into this world. I don't... Yes. I can't I've feed been, my child. I've They're going to starve. Raped, yeah, I've been raped. I've, I don't want this child. I don't want this child. I don't know what to do with it this child. It reminds me of what happened to me. Yeah. America, you need to think about this. A whole lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. So a new jail building was completed in 1843, increasing the number of cells to 77. And then the Great Famine hit only two years later. God, they had a rough time. So uh, the Great Famine hit in 1845, 1850s, and that saw a huge rise of cases of theft as starving people stole food to stay alive. Yeah, they had no choice. Yeah. 
So some people actually committed crimes in the hope of being incarcerated because there was actually food rations at the jail and people were better off in jail than in county workhouses. Oh, and we saw the workhouse when we were there, didn't we? And they were disgusting. That was just, it, like, you can't even conceive it, what they were put through. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. And once again, they were doing it in a very religious sort of way. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. saving these souls. Oh, we're going to save these souls by treating them absolutely brutally so that they can you know, bow before our God. And it doesn't matter what other people believed. It was just forced upon them. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. So one such case occurred in 1847 when Lawrence Murphy, a 14-year-old boy from Dunlavin, was charged with disorderly conduct in Belting Glass Workhouse and sentenced to one month in Wicklow Jail. So that was one of the workhouses, right. Yep. As late as the summer of 1849, a resident magistrate noted that a great number of cases arose from robberies committed in the various workhouses with a view of getting sent to jail where they were better fed. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. But conditions in the jail during the famine were appalling and the number of inmates reached 780 at the height of the catastrophe. Now, let me remind you that there were 77 cells. So that's 10 to a cell. Oh. Wow. Does that right? I, I sort of didn't get all those numbers there. What was it again? How many was in there? 780. 780. So, 77 cells. Yeah, so just 10 to 11 mm, in a cell. Yeah. Those cells weren't very big. No. No. No, they're about the size of my bathroom. So Wicklow Jail was demoted to the status of Bridewell, which is a prison. Oh, yeah, for minor offenders after that in 1877. And the prison was officially closed in 1900. So it reopened in 1919 to 1921 for the War of Independence, again another war, and it also remained open during the Civil War. The jail was finally closed in 1924 and in the late 20th century it was refurbished and opened as a tourist attraction. I think it had a couple of more things in between. Um but, yeah, it's just one of those things where you go, I don't want to be repeating myself. I, I want to say things that are unique yeah, to and, this particular and stories, site. Like yeah. Real stories about what happened to people, yeah. which demonstrate the history. So I want to tell you about the treadwheel. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is one of the punishments, the treadwheel. And it was a torture device invented in 1818 by William Cubitt. And it was introduced to Wicklow Jail in 1820. Oh, bless your soul, William Cubitt. I wonder if you've seen Jesus yet. (laughs) So it was known as the Everlasting Staircase. It was a wide, hollow cylinder, usually composed of wooden steps built around a cylindrical iron frame. We'll place a picture of this yeah. onto the True Haunting podcast. It's quite podcast. big. Yes. It's very big. Yeah. Now, as the treadwheel tread began to rotate, each prisoner was forced to continue stepping along the series of planks. Imagine how good your legs your would be. would be fabulous. Calves of steel. Oh. Terrible. The treadwheel was partitioned with stalls so the prisoners could not speak during uh, this exercise. 
And the prisoners were expected to work the wheel for three hours daily in winter and four in summer. That's as bad as those machines at the gym that you've got to step oh. on. I think that's how they got invented, you know, the oh. stair climber things. Oh. So the design served no purpose other than to punish and torture. Yeah, that's all it was for. And as so the treadmill is today. It is. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> So it was designed to handle a large number of prisoners. As many as 40 inmates were punished together in the same, in some cases. And the use of tread wheels was eventually abolished in Britain by the Prisons Act in 1898. Now, before prison reform, it was likely that there were many children inside the jail. Some were born to existing prisoners and knew nothing but the life of an inmate until they were released. You imagine coming out, like being enclosed like that for a couple of years mm. and then being released to no walls around you. I think children would actually have anxiety over that. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So many children were jailed for relatively minor crimes as well, which were mainly theft and probably to try and secure enough food, not only for themselves, but for their families. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go out and see what you can get. Yeah, children were also whipped regularly and starved, and they were also made to work the tread wheel. Oh. So sometimes a child would not be able to keep up with the rest of the tread wheel and fall, only to be trampled on by the others working the torture machine. Many children were also transported to various areas of the British Empire, including the Americas and Australia. Yeah. I think our youngest to come out was somewhere around 11 or 12 Oh, you um, oh. in Australia. Yeah. Um, oh, the, that's like prepubescent. They're still babies at that stage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and people would have been not treated them nicely on the ships. Mm. There would have been perverts on there. Now, imagine this. The youngest person to be sentenced to transportation was an 11-year-old girl called Mary Wade. How do you reckon she fared on a ship? No. Wouldn't have gone well. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, though not an inmate of Wicklow Jail, Wade's arrest for stealing clothes and selling them to a pawnbroker indicates how harsh sentencing could be for children. So there was no difference of whether you were a child or whether you were an adult when it came to sentencing. God, and then they were put into the jail cells with the rapists. Yep. Now, another tough prison sentence was given to an eight-year-old boy named Thomas Pitt. Eight? Eight. 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 So Thomas uh, was imprisoned for a week, uh, which was bad enough, but then he was given a flogging or a whipping for stealing two shillings from a woman's purse. Oh, poor darling. I hope he came back as a ghost and, and wreaked havoc oh. on those those people. Poor babies. Um, now, the end of Wicklow Jail. Voila! James... Askins or Haskins. I'm hot now. I'm hot. Was I just put my jacket on now. I'm hot. <laughs> was the last prisoner to hang for murder in 1843. There were others, which included two female highwaymen, women, highway highway women, men, 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 highway in women. 1792, and they were hanged from the front of the jail. And nine youths in 1820. And eight of these were hanged in pairs at two hour intervals. What a day of glee that would have been for everyone. In 1920? Sorry, 1820. Oh, my Did God. I, say I, I, I thought you said <laughs> 1920. Maybe 1820. I didn't hear it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so they were hung in two-hour intervals. You would have had a whole day of stuff to see. My oh, goodness. Been plopped off as they got it wrong. So oh. these poor young... Guys, these poor young men... Don't fix the boys of today, wouldn't it, Renata? They had set off uh, on an adventure. Me. They, they had set off on a walking adventure to Dublin. Yep. They're going to go get pissed. They, yeah, they got cheap gin, even cheaper women in the dance halls of Dublin, and on the way they had stolen from clotheslines when the nights they were They wouldn't cold. have had good crack. They would have had an itchy crack by the mm. end of it. Rewards were offered and bounty hunters were soon on the trail of the outlaws... That was funny, Renata. Um, you didn't laugh. No, that no, was no, funny. No. The last to be She's hanged declared from the gallows that the young men of Wicklow should stay away from the Dublin dance halls, <laughs> which are little more than dens of vice and intemperance. Oh, I like oh. the sound of that. We'd hang out there. We would. And we'd be judgy. 
We'd be standing there judging everyone. <laughs> we would. So that's all I'm going to say about um, Wicklow Jail. I could say a lot about the architecture and all of that stuff. No, but that's a bit boring. It's a jail. Yeah. It stands and it is in the middle of Wicklow Township. Yeah. Uh, we did go and visit. We did. And it's one of those jails that's now really been transformed and it's got, you know, the storyboards, it's got mannequins, um, it's got a merch shop. Oh, the merch shop was really good. They had great books. Yes. They're really good books yep. and um, some really nice Irish, um, uh, like slate and things like that yes. that you had etchings. Yes. Oh, do you want to look at my etchings? Yes. I think they had a coffee shop in there too. We had oh, some, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. We um, had soup, I think. Mm-hmm. That's all you ever have. <laughs> and uh, It was good soup. It was good soup. And uh, we yeah, only have we, soup for the bread, really. We, we, yeah. We we enjoyed our time. Wicklow we uh, was one of those um, spots on our um, to-do list. Mm-hmm. and um, But now it's time for you to tell the ghost stories. Yeah, but there was one other thing that I did read, because I do a little bit of history uh, reading first so I can ground myself on what the ghost stories are going to be. And um, there was a story of... Uh, they've got the solitary cells downstairs and they've also got dungeon. They've got a torture chamber. Um, and uh, in one of those cells, uh, they had put an old man and then they'd forgot that he was there. And they actually found him like a month or two later and was like dead and decomposed. And Ew. But there was stories also that the cells were so overcrowded and the conditions so filthy that um, if somebody died within the cell, the, the jailers wouldn't go in there and take them out because they didn't want to catch whatever that person had died from. So that person would start to decay in amongst the other prisoners. It's just... Horrible. Yeah. They had lime pits too. So yeah. when when all of these people were dying, they yeah. would throw them into lime pits so that their bodies could um, disintegrate, decompose yeah. very, very quickly. And apparently <laughs> um, they were kind of put into the walls. Oh, a little bit of extra um, support structure there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so nice. T- oh. Terrible. All right, well, I'm going to get onto the ghost stories now. So apparently the the jail shot to fame when Ghost Hunters International, that was season two, episode one, they went there and had a, a look around, but they, they had this lovely lady. I'll tell you at the end about that one, but I'm, I'm going to go into the research that I did mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to try and find out about all of the ghosts and you never guess what happened. Seems to be the same stories repeated over and over. Uh, so I'm going to start off with Spirited Isle. Uh, and there is a report of um, the gates to hell. Mm-hmm. So the gates to hell were the gates that you walked through to go into the jail because it was considered to be hell on earth. So it was called the gates to hell. I think they still have signs up but They are uh, from memory. The original gates are still there. Yeah, but so don't, they, they, don't they have kind of a sign-up um, at the doorway when you go in about the, the gates to hell? You're possibly, entering the gates to hell? Possibly. I, I'm starting to get confused with all my jails because <laughs> yeah, the, the, last, the last jail I went to was Crumlin Road Jail and I had a rather traumatic experience <laughs> in that um, when we got to the hanging room, um, 
all of a sudden my gut started to gurgle and I went, Renata, I've got to go. I've got it, and I was right at the very back. I haven't told this story on True Hauntings before, have I? I've told it somewhere recently, but I don't think it was True Hauntings. And um, I, I then had to give Renata all the cameras and everything, and I just had to start walking completely right around to the other side of the jail. And I would walk, 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 and I go, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't walk, can't, can't go any further. Just stand here and squeeze, squeeze, suck it up, suck it up. Oh, it's past. Okay, walk, 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 and then oh. Oh, and there'd be people standing around and I'd just stop and I'd just look at something like I was studying it and I was actually trying to suck it all back up and then it was like, oh, quick, walk, 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 walk. We've all been there. Yeah. I thought I cannot poop my pants here at Crumlin Road Jail. This is just not going to end well. I was close. Anyway, I made it to the the toilet and it actually sort of looked like a cell. Mm -hmm. So it was like um, bricked walls either side. So it could just flow out without any issues and nobody could hear me. Thank heavens. Anyway, after that trauma, I've seemed to have muddled all my jail cells together. (laughs) You have PTSD. I do. I do. (laughs) It was horrible. Horrible. Um, Anyway, um... Oh, I'm completely confused what I'm up to now. Uh, so, the gates of hell. I haven't got past the first sentence. Um, one of the staff members reports being shoved by unseen hands while he waited at the gates of hell to surprise a group of visitors. Because they have all these actors that are dressed up as different characters and they tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And they're very animated. They love their jobs. So, he was hiding there ready to scare the bejesus out of somebody walking through and got shoved. I like it. Uh, Now, they also report in this particular article that um, there are ghostly children on the top floor of the building and hear them crying. There's a little girl dressed in ragged clothes. Les Mis. (laughs) (laughs) And has been seen in the schoolroom. Now, do you remember they had a schoolroom set up in there? I remember it because I went and sat in amongst the school kids and pretended to be one of them because I've been twice. The first time I went with... Dave Schrader, I'm just going to name drop there, um, on one of his uh, Darkness Army tours, which mm-hmm. you went to Romania with him yes. and, and myself. So, um, yeah, we did that. And they hear a girl that's in there. Oh, God, I'm losing all my words. Um, feeling their clothing being tugged or their leg being pulled gently. Must have told a good joke, pulling your leg. Ha, ha, ha. They've also got the school matron, Mary Morris, um, that they think might be the mysterious woman that's spotted throughout the jail. And she's appearing in a black hooded cloak. Now, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, but weird. apparently she really cared about the kids and she uh-huh. actually tried to do good by them, which is wonderful. Uh, multiple witnesses have seen shadows moving across the stone floor. There's been a strange mist reported. Somebody farted. And ghosts of uh, several men been sighted throughout the building. One is seen walking from cell 19 and along the corridor, while another has been spotted by the holding cell. Now, do you remember up the very top of the exhibition? Because you sort of, they have a path that you've got to follow. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in a ship. Yes. And it was creaking and making noises. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, supposed to be uh, a ship exhibit 
which tells of how many prisoners were transferred to Australia. Now, on this, there's been sightings of a man, um, a child, and there has been uh, uh, reports of what the kids say is a really friendly actor who smiled at them. Mm -hmm. And they said, what were they dressed in? Oh, very ragged-looking clothing. Uh, Apparently, they have no actors in that area. Right. So they don't know who that was. Uh, Hmm... Now, elsewhere, they have strange smells. Mm-hmm. But it goes with that mist. And it seems to emanate from cell five. I do like it when we have a smorgasbord of cells mm-hmm. or rooms in hotels. So there's a foul stench reported here. While other times, witnesses reported the delicate scent of roses. Now, they've, they've scrubbed this room. They've cleaned it out. And... Um, there is no explanation for why they're getting these strange aromas coming from this room. So that that's the spirited aisle. Then, um, oh, there was one thing I was going to show you. Uh, I think it's the Irish Paranormal Investigations. I had a little video set up for you, uh, which I wanted to get your reaction on. I'll see if I get time to show it to you. Now, there is reports of... One medium who has entered Wicklow Jail and has claimed to make contact with Erskine Childers. Childers? Childers? Not sure how you say it. So they have a resident medium. Yeah. uh, And his name, I think, is Declan. And he claims that he actually saw the former president, Erskine Childers, come through because he was a prisoner there for one night. Oh. So he must have haunted there. It's a bit like Dracula. Or what's his name? The the brand, the inhaler? What was it? <laughs> Vlad. Vlad the inhaler. <laughs> Impaler. I can't help it. I just like that, that meme that's around. Um, he said, I wasn't expecting him to come through at all. I was in the museum. There's one place where we don't normally do anything. And we felt as if we had to try an experiment. I tried to do a little test with the spirit. I had cards and an envelope with 21, 11 and two jokers. And I wanted him to bring the glass to where the 21 was. So they must be doing glass dowsing or something. That's an interesting experiment. Mm. Yes. Now they're in an envelope. He got the camera crew to shuffle up the cards or the envelope so they couldn't work it. Nobody knew where anything was. Uh Um, And he said, but the spirit didn't want to do that. He wanted to get his picture back up on the wall. He told me it was locked away and he brought the glass to where he wanted to hang up. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to work out how they've done that. But but I like the test. We did a similar one with the Ouija board once with Mm -hmm. uh, words in an envelope and they spelt it out. They did it. That was crazy. So heading back over to my notes on the Irish paranormal investigation, um, they say in the former schoolroom there's a young child um they also say that there is shimmering in and out of cells is that shimmying they do the shoulder roll no mm. um they've also got the sense of foreboding up on the hercules deck the boat and an eerie mist circling un uh, unsuspecting visitors uh i had i got a little bit of a giggle over some of the descriptions of things that they had like this 
Certain cells have been the epicenter of extraordinary paranormal occurrences, including smells from stagnant to the sublime, female apparitions in black floating and sounds to terrify the hardiest of souls. Female apparitions in black floating. I think they might have left out a word there. No, female apparitions in black floating. They forgot a comma. Mm. Silly people. Uh, Yeah, so they've got basically um, similar stories. There's another one. A ghostly prisoner can be seen walking with his hands behind his back. Uh, Eerie sounds of long gone children fill Mm -hmm. the ancient prison mm-hmm. um, the experiences they had there was stones being thrown across uh, from a solitary cell um, during a lone vigil and I would like to correct them on their spelling there it's not spelled L-O-A-N it's spelled L-O-N-E because that's the teacher in me coming out can't help it I actually put a mark through it and put S-P <laughs> I'm bad. So they talk about um, feeling uh, around the ship of weariness and fear, goosebumps appearing involuntarily as they felt the temperature temperature drop and the location grew darker. Mm -hmm. I've actually had that experience when I've been investigating where suddenly it's like the light is sucked out and everything gets darker. Hmm. Have you ever had that? No. No, I haven't. You're not as woke as me. Uh, Shadows darting uh, in the recess between the kegs and footsteps standing on the stairs. They're all very familiar. Mm -hmm. But now we start to get a little bit more um, creative for some of the descriptions. Uh, We're going to ancientorigins.net now. And they say a green mist floating around the main floor and a black velvet cloak. So we're getting a little Mm -hmm. bit more... um, More detail. Yeah, more detail. Now... There was, um, I got onto the website for Wicklow Historical Jail and they do run paranormal tours there and they claim the strange unexplained events, a man seen walking in front of the bars to the holding cell, Mm, yeah, a woman a full blank full-length black velvet cloak. There she is again. Smell of roses or other times bad smells. Yeah. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. A green mist floating. Uh-huh. Oh, I think we've all been on the same website. A man seen walking from cell 19 to the end of the walkway. Yeah, we had him with his hands behind his back. Uh, a man seen standing in the far corner of the ship's upper deck. There we had that mm-hmm. one as well. Mm-hmm. Some women have reported feeling extremely uneasy on the upper deck. That would be you. Because mm-hmm. you'd just take one look at that ship and go... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fear, experiencing a sense of fear or apprehension for yep. the ship. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it's all these same sort of reports. So I thought, I've, I've got to try and find something that's different. Mm-hmm. So where's my other source of all information? TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. <laughs> yes. I like this one. This is Maudsy. And they said, had breakfast in the attached cafe first, which was lovely. I think that's what we did too. We hit up the food before we did anything else. Um, there was a cat out there, which they, they like to, um, it waits for attention. I can't remember a cat. Uh, the scene was set as I walked into the room to await my tour. As someone who definitely did not believe in ghosts, I turned around as someone in black was walking too close to me and they disappeared. Oh. That's a good experience. I like that. Oh, got goosebumps. Uh, was very shaken by that. I took photos of info uh, 
as I did in tours, as too much to take in. Uh, when I look at the apparitions info after, well, see for yourself. Uh, apparently they must have, other people have reported that uh, phenomena. Do, 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 do. Uh, the emigration ship on the top floor was very rocky and I had to hold on so that I didn't move. But it's stationary. It doesn't actually move, but they felt like they were at sea. It's so weird. I had a great time. Well worth a visit. Uh, then we go on to Bellalucci 1000. Uh, I found out about this paranormal investigation tour from a friend and we decided to look to book in. I wasn't sure what to expect, but the experience turned out to be incredible. I've always been quite interested in the subject and the possibility that there's something in all these reported cases of paranormal activity. The evening was organised very professionally and led by a medium, not an extra large, Mm -hmm. Angie, and her psychic husband, Keith. I can imagine this is going to be a good night. That would be a corker. Oh, I would. have got a medium (laughs) and a psychic. I know, and they're married to each other. What more do you need? Uh, We were given flashlights and some equipment that would help us with the investigation. We got to walk around around different parts of the jail in complete darkness, so the flashlights were a must. I was taking pictures throughout the night and search of some orbs, and I caught a few. I'd just like to say at this stage, it's a 300-year-old prison. <laughs> There's going to be orbs. Dust. Oh, all this may sound spooky when you think about it, but that's not really what I would call it. Once you realise how many people ended their tragic lives in this jail and how much they've suffered, you'd realise this is more of a subject for sadness rather than the creeps. Mm. And I would agree with them. That is true. Nonetheless, it's a great experience. Uh, So they did some um, planchette work and a pendulum and a moving table. Yes, a moving table, they said. Yeah, we do that. Uh, and they, they thought it was a really good night. Look, I, I do have another couple of reviews there, but I'm, I'm going to leave it because... Um, oh, they do say that it went from 9pm to 3am, but the refreshments are provided. <laughs> That's what I found about the English and the Irish tours. That they do provide they do, snacks. They do, they do. And quite a lot of snacks. Absolutely. They had crisps and bickies. And... That's a long investigation, nine till three. Yeah, That's seven That's a hours. long time to be um, focused on something. Yeah. Mm. So there was this um, uh, report from a team as well. and they, I mean, they're really talking all about the same thing. Apparently there's a priest's cell on the ground floor, which um, could be worse, could be a priest's hole. Mm-hmm. But what I'd like to get onto was that investigation that I started off with the soundscape. Yes, the Irish one. Right, so just where I sort of finished with the soundscape, the next part was we decided to push onto the colour mood frame. Have you ever heard of a colour mood frame? No. I know, this piqued my interest. Uh, uh, And they were talking about, we wondered if the colours would bring a reaction, plus this would lead into our next vigil. Using a glass, Anthony Sinead, a team member and guest, connected into the divination tool. I've never heard of this. The glass moved to grey, meaning very nervous and anxious, to how the spirits felt. This probably described the reluctance to participate in the spiritual experiences we were conducting. It also went to black, meaning stressed, tense and nervous, to how we should feel for the rest of the investigation. Okay. 
I, I tried to look it up. I've got no idea. But it sort of makes you... Your mind starts ticking over and go, oh, I might be able to do something with that. Mm. But there was another one. Yes. Let me tell you about the other one. Yeah. So a little bit further, they start to talk about the body mood doll. Have you heard of a body mood doll? No. I thought maybe it was a typo and it was meant to be baby mood doll. Um, they said the body mood doll with both arms extended outwards to the side made an apparent rocky shake. Moments before, one of our team members had directed the occupants on the table to remain still and to take their fingers off the coin to aid their st- stability. So they were originally using a coin mm-hmm. for the mood thing, colour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they switch to a glass, but then they're now referring to this body mood doll. Now, I, all I can think of is something like Gertie. That's that's our doll with the EMF melt- meter built into her and um, the uh, thing in the hair that if somebody touches her hair, her eyes flash red. She's gorgeous. We love Gertie. But um, they talk about the doll starts to shake again. A disguised howl or a scream was picked up by the night vision camera moments beforehand. The doll shaking could have been due to an unstable or an uneven table. I do like the way they think. Uh, the alleged knocking on the table could be the reason too. However, the movement was too erratic to suggest this explanation. We decided to carry on with the vigil. And that's where they started using um, a glass now rather than, or, and I think they had the planchette. And they also did, remember when we were over in Ireland at the Black Mill uh, thing with the, the gorgeous team there, mm-hmm. um, they had that big planchette with the pen stuck in it. We all put our hands on it and yes. it was drawing and doing things. Yes. So um, they they use some really different tools and techniques. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah, it is. It's really good to see something a little bit different being used. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of faith in those techniques as well. Yeah, yeah. And remember <sighs> that... Um, Ouija board thing that we had, oh, which was like one, a, a cake stand. Doing. It was. It was <laughs> like a, a high stand. tea cake stand. Yeah. And it had, was it three layers? It had like the planchette on a big coily spring right to the very top. And then it had the um, sort of like about a smaller, about 15 centimetres underneath it. Yeah. Um, I think there was two rotating plates with letters and yeah. things on it. And we're supposed to put our hands on the springy thing and it would bend over onto yes or no or to a letter and I've tried to find one to buy it I can't I don't know where they got it <laughs> I want one it's very interesting yeah but look I'm going to finish up with the Ghost Hunters International yes and the gorgeous Marie Comerford now she was just an absolute treat she is the lady who was the um who called in the ghost hunting team to help her with the hauntings. That's, that's how they normally do it. And look, in the early years, I really liked the way that they, they do things on Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. Um, so she reported again on the schoolroom, um, the, the child in the rags. Uh, she she put, basically reported on all those things. So they set up all their cameras and they actually caught something really interesting in the footage. And if you look it up on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Now, the first one they showed her was, it almost looks like a pixel 
<laughs> lighting up. It's very small. But there was nobody in the area and they can't explain how that little pixel of light would have just turned up and turned down. But then across from that, later on, something else lights up and then sort of just dissipates. And it, it would have been about the size of a, a five-year-old child or something. But you okay. can't actually see features as such. I mean, it's such old footage that it's a, a bit... And it's American, which doesn't quite translate well onto our footage. Um, and, yeah, it was really interesting. And God love Marie. She was beside herself with joy because she said, Well... I can't believe it. It's all true. I keep telling people it's true. And now we know it is. Thank you so much. You've made me so happy. And look, they got some EVPs. They got the growl. Now, remember in some of the other reports, they mentioned the growl. the growl. Well, I heard the growl and it did sound like a growl. Um, There were some other dodgy EVPs that they got, which I don't think were EVPs. I don't know. It sounded more like a squeak or something. Mm -hmm. Um. But that visual stuff that they got was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they said something that I've not heard them say quite adamantly before. And that was, well, I can tell you without a doubt, uh, Wicklow Jail is haunted. Right. With the amount of activity that they got... They declared it to be haunted. That's very interesting. Yeah, and now there was one thing that they didn't report on in any of the other uh, uh, reports I had, but apparently there sometimes people will walk into one of the cells and they will see blood all over the floor and up the walls, and then it just disappears, dissipates. Mm. And the the lady said, well, that was the cell where they were whipped, and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. sometimes they were whipped that badly that, You'd yeah. count their ribs. Yeah. You can see their ribs. Yeah. Uh, so that's why there would have been blood in that room. But, um, yeah, no, it was really interesting. And I have... I, I, if I remember correctly, this is the location where they have a cell and on that cell door it says paranormal cell. I'm sure this is the one. And I remember going in there with Dave and a couple of other um, of the people that were on the tour. And one of the ladies had a digital recorder with her that's voice activated. Mm -hmm. So we did an EVP session Mm -hmm. and then we reviewed it. Yeah. There was a voice. Yeah. Absolutely grade A, top of the line voice. Uh, The lady that caught it, I think her name was Anne. Uh, Not me. No, different mm-hmm. Anne. Gorgeous, gorgeous lady. I'm not sure if she's still with us, but um, and Dave was floored. You could see all of us going. None of us were moving. None because you know it's Dave. Right? He's going to make sure we're doing it the right way, or he'd be smacking us around the chops. Yeah, very lovingly. Um, and yeah, we we were all very excited. So we went and took it to the staff who are at the counter, and they're going, "We don't want to listen to it. We don't want to listen to that." <laughs> but we did. We played it, and they were like, "Oh." Oh, but they, they've they labelled that room the paranormal cell. Ah. This is where you go to get paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. So once again, are they layering that idea into there and they've created that form that's there? I don't know, but it was cool. I was there. I witnessed that. I know that that happened. Mm, that's, that's awesome. Mm. And it was, get out. 
Seriously, right, it was like okay. that. <laughs> it's it's a pity we don't have any other um, information from that particular cell. Yeah, think I can't remember what number it was. Um, I tried looking up paranormal cell on there, and I couldn't find it very quickly when the, I was having a look there. But um, yeah, that was a personal experience for me. I do remember they had uh, a lot of visual stuff where they would have um, uh, projected onto the wall yes. uh, figures that would be walking along. Yeah. The, the balcony and then they'd have ghost forms that would come flying down and yeah. it was very very well done yeah. little bit Disney haunted house mm-hmm. but still they're keeping that jail open yeah. and they're keeping it maintained yep. and yep. it was fabulous yep surviving history so is yeah. Wicklow jail haunted Renata I don't know I think I'd have to go back and have another crack myself yeah. um, I <laughs> The stories, and it's one of those places that obviously has had a lot of trauma um, in it. Mm. So there could be a lot of residual energy there, obviously. Um, I'd love to go back and do an investigation. It could possibly be haunted, absolutely. Well, I I know that there is something going on there because I witnessed something myself. So I'm going to say it's haunted. Uh, Whether it's residual or intelligent, I would like to go on an investigation Mm. and find out for myself. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's True Hauntings. I hope you've enjoyed it. Now, guys, you know what you need to do. Share it around. Share the love. We hit new heights this week. In one day, we had close to 2,000 downloads. I was blown away. Thank you so much. So exciting. Thank you so much. Very, very exciting. We're going to crack that 2K, guys. We're going to do it. So share it around. Let other people know if they want to have a giggle and and enjoy a bit of ghosty stuff. And uh, thank you for joining us this week. We love you all. We'll see you on the dark side and remember, stay spooky. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, Follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.